Welcome to the Let's Talk Recovery podcast. We're on episode four, if you're keeping count. Some of us are. Hey, I forgot to tell you on the, uh, the last one, I, I got some feedback. Uh, I was told by somebody close to you that when I'm talking to you, I'm supposed to not use really big words. So just... <laughs> and wasn't wasn't your wife that told me that? But no. that sounds like an, an insult to my intelligence. Uh, uh, that, that sounds like it was a sibling, uh, potentially. <laughs> I can't say who it was. Oh, I forgot to introduce myself. My name's Caleb. And my name's Aaron. And we're your host here on again, like so the Let's Talk Recovery podcast. Um, today we are talking about your why. Why do we want to go through recovery? Why do we want to go through this process? Because it's a tough process, you know, breaking addiction or breaking a habit, a struggle is tough. Um, I mean, we all know that we, everybody's made a, a new year's resolution probably once in their life before you realize that those things don't work and you gave it about, you know, two days and then you fell back into whatever it is you were doing in the first place because making change is hard. And, um, so today talking about why this is what's going to help get us through uh, at least one of the one of the things that's going to help us get through the recovery process. So, um, your why is um, our action item for today is, is I understand that to overcome my struggle, I have to completely buy into changing my life. So, what is a why? So basically, a why is like I said, it's it's your motivation, it's your reason for wanting to make a change. Um, so. Uh, the importance of that is that, like I said, it's recovery's hard, right? And so when, when things get hard, you're gonna have to have a, a very strong why, a very strong motivator to help you when times get tough because um, when times get tough, you're gonna wanna quit and we're gonna have to um, push through that. Yeah, I mean, and it, it extends outside of recovery. Um, I mean, really, it's in general. I mean, what's your motivation for, for lots of things? Um, I don't know if you've ever had a job you hated. I have. Um, but but eating and uh, being able to have money in my account was uh, it was my why. And so I went to a dead-end job or I've done these things in life because the motivation behind it was sufficient. The situation may not have been ideal or, you know, my preference, um, but still... A big enough why back here motivated me into it. Now, hopefully, as you're introducing yourself to life change, you're pursuing something different. Obviously, that's better anyway. So uh, the whole premise of the thing should be easier than, you know, forcing yourself to go to a dead-end job. Um, but, um, again, we've got to find what what is this core motivation back here? What are your reasons for um, seeking something different, for pursuing something different? Um, I know... Um, one of the best examples I have on an ongoing basis is is my marriage, my relationship. I, I, I love my wife immensely. It's a choice to love her. She loves me. Um, and unfortunately, uh, because we're both broken people, um, sometimes, you know, the fact that um, I love her today, um, I've got to choose to love her tomorrow. Um, and that's absolutely true for her. Sometimes she just, it's real easy for her to love me today. She's got to really force herself to love me tomorrow. It's probably um, a tougher choice for her. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> absolutely a tougher choice for her. Uh, hands down, I can't argue that at all. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, same's probably true for you and Jill, though. So, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Not nearly as hard. <laughs> uh, but, there's, but there's motivation behind that. And so um, even in that, so, I mean, anything that we do in life, um, the realistic truth is there's, there's core motivations behind that. There, there's, there's why. Um, and so then we step into recovery. Um, it's, it's kind of like we're, we're absent of that thought process. It's like, oh, I want to I overcome this struggle in my life. I want to defeat this um, 
this obstacle, this stronghold of the enemy. Um, what, why are you doing that? Yeah, my girlfriend's really pissed at me, and uh, you know, so I'm just gonna give it a go. Well, that's that's not motivation enough to to go into any type of significant life change. I've been down that road. Oh, why, why are you changing? Why are you want to quit drinking? Well, everybody keeps harping on me. You know, they keep telling me I'm an alcoholic. Well, again, until you recognize it and come up with your own motivation, you're not going to succeed um, unless it's a fluke. It, probably not going to be a fluke so we've got to begin to understand the importance of, of having that that motivation behind us the thing that's going to project us um, forward that's going to push us when things do get difficult because here's the truth of the matter no matter what you're doing at some point everything sucks you're going to go to work one day <laughs> job you love it's not great every day your, your perfect marriage it's it's not perfect every day um, and so your recovery it's even more true with that that there's so many reasons for us to to go back to old lifestyles because they're comfortable um, so the importance of having that motivation behind it um, is even more significant in in these types of journeys again whether it's substance abuse or you're struggling with you know mental strong colds or um, any type of addiction or um, any type of addiction process whether it be food drugs alcohol that that we've got to have these core motivations behind us yeah, and I mean, you know, what Aaron was saying is true. Is, is true is that um, and we, I have this. I've been a part of, like I said, a recovery ministry for I don't know seven years or so, seven eight years, and in it, um, every every now and then we'll get this uh, a message from somebody, or I'll talk to somebody, and it'll be you know, t typically a lady that she's she'll come up, and say, hey, my nephew is, you know, struggling with alcohol or struggling with this, and he needs to he needs to go to recovery. Can you call him? And you know, and I have to tell them, it's like, listen, I, I can do that. I can call them, um, reach out to them, uh, but it's not gonna, it's not gonna make a difference. Like, it's not gonna help because uh, you, you have to want. It has to be you. You have to have a, you have to have a why. Somebody can't want it for you. You can't. Somebody, you know, your mom, your your spouse, your whoever, they can't want you to go through recovery enough for you to want to do it. You have to want to do it. And so um, that was a point he made that. That's very true. Like, if you're listening to this because you know somebody that needs to go, and you're just like, man, I really wish, you know, like you can you can share this with them, but uh, pray for them. You can pray for them, but they've got to want to do it, and you've got to want to do it. If this if if it's you that's going through the struggle right now, you have to want to do it. And like he was talking about, and we're going to talk about that here in a minute. But just oh, you know, man, my life stinks. That's not a why. That's like that's that's weak. No, but you know, when when life gets hard, that's not going to propel you through it. And so we're going to talk about how do you pile up a huge why. So when because you know, not only is is just the pain, your body's going to go through changes. Um, your body doesn't like to go through changes, and, and it's going to go through changes if you start giving up an addiction, like a chemical struggle especially. Um, there's going to be some physiological changes that happen, and it's going to be tough. And um, anybody who's ever gone on a diet knows that. Um, and when those things happen, so not only are you going to deal with that, but, you know, like I said, we're, we, we believe in a God. We believe in the spiritual world. Uh, the, the enemy, you know, Satan, doesn't want you to change, especially if you're walking down the path Christ wants you to go, he's going to come at you full force. And um, when that happens, you you have to be prepared with a strong enough motivator to push through those things. So um, let's talk about uh, some, let's talk some science for a minute. I know this is, this is where I get to nerd out a little bit. So um, like I said, with this program, not only is it a mix of, of Christian 
beliefs and values and teachings, but it's also it's also some science. And 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 in that, when it, when it comes to human beings and our behavior, we're, we're primarily motivated by just a couple things. Really, to break it down to be the most basic kind of thing, humans either are motivated by the pursuit of pleasure or the avoidance of pain. So, think about the things that you like to do. Um, right, if you're you're sitting at home and you're bored. Uh, I know for me, my tendency is I want to go eat, right? A lot of people will go just grab something out of it because it, you want it to, it makes you feel better. You're bored, makes you, you know, boredom is not a, a pleasurable sensation. And so what do we do? We go get something to eat, go to get something to drink, right? We, maybe you call up a friend to hang out with. So you're trying to get out of that unpleasurable situation into a more pleasurable situation. Right, and the same reason um, people don't work out. We don't want to, you know, working out's hard. It makes you sweat. It makes your muscles hurt. Um, so we avoid that pain. Now the thing is, uh, there's there's short-term pleasure and pain, and then there's long-term pleasure and pain. So short-term pleasure is, you know, popping a, a hostess cake in your mouth to make you feel better about, you know, the stressful day you had at work. Right. That that that's short-term pleasure. Now. Long-term pleasure is not doing that in the moment, but having, you know, being in shape and being fit later on in life and having a, a, a healthy, a healthy life that you can enjoy throughout your later years. Long-term or sorry, short-term pain again is like, you know, going and lifting or working out in the moment that hurts. Um, long-term pain is not doing that, but then paying the price for not taking care of your health. Um, I, I was in the healthcare industry prior to this and, you know, dealt with patients all the time. We were in their, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and they were suffering greatly because of the, the choices they made, you know, in their 30s, 40s. And so that's, that's long-term pain. And so we have to um, talk about um, creating a, a compelling enough why to overcome those short-term pain, pleasure, motivators in order for long-term gains so i know i want to on that on the motivation there you know caleb you know touched on a lot of it um i do want to share um, as many of you might know you know part of my story um you know when i was younger i'd, I'd suffered some some trauma through the form of sexual abuse and so uh, that was something that happened to me and then it began to motivate things um moving forward again um pursuit of pleasure avoidance of pain and so as I'm, as I'm dealing with this as a child, and I'm, I'm trying to do it on my own, um, which you can go back and listen to our ap last episode and, and realize uh, how um, insignificant and uh, insufficient that is. Um, so that was what I was trying to do as a child. And so um, I started to step into things to um, deal with the pain because I was experiencing a lot of emotional trauma, a lot of emotional pain. And so what did I do? I started getting high. I started uh, using substances. Well, that did two things. Not only did it make me forget what was going on, um, but it gave me a short-term pleasure too. Um, so it was kind of this double whammy in my life. Um, and so we, we fall into that trap of, of here's this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pursue this over the short term and it's going to take me down um this rabbit hole of of destruction in my life um i know in my marriage um you know my wife i love her our first year of marriage there there was a moment in that that uh we were both broken people still are um didn't handle conflict in our marriage our relationship very well and i remember one of our first big fights um, I was like, yeah, I'm, I was just so angry, so done. I didn't talk to my wife for three days. Um, 
And that was because it was difficult. I mean, there was a lot of immaturity, things that I needed to deal with. I didn't want to. I was like, yeah. I'm not, uh, yeah. and so I just kept my mouth shut, because again, I'm trying to avoid it. Now, the long-term benefit of dealing with that was is a healthy marriage for years to come, and I, and I have a partner, and so however you want to take and navigate this, that there's so many areas and aspects of our life that, that again, that we apply this to, um, and there's so many destructive choices to be made if we're not willing to look a year down the road, five years down the road, 10, 20, 30, um, and say, well, this is where I'm going. Um, this is where I've come from, but where do I want to go? Where do I want to be? That we don't need to keep making those choices that keep us trapped um, in those cycles. Again, find that motivation and realize the impact and the, the uh, effect that, that whatever your struggle, whatever your stronghold's having on your life. Yeah, and so this is the importance of having a why is because we're going to be presented with uh, the short-term temptation, right? So as you change whatever it is you're struggling with, as you start to make that change, in the moment you're going to feel, you know, as you give that up, you're going to feel the desire to go back to that, but you're going to have to be able to be motivated enough, be focused on the long term to, in order to overcome that desire. So um, there's a there's a real famous experiment that was done, it's called the marshmallow experiment, where they, they take a child in a room and they, they put a marshmallow on a plate and the, the person who's doing the experiment says, hey, if you, I'm going to leave, and if you can, you know, just don't eat that marshmallow, and when I get back, I'll give you, I'll give you another one. So you get two um, instead of just the one. And what they'll do is they'll leave, and then, you know, the kid either will, will, eat, will eat the marshmallow, or, um, you know, the, the, the real, real followers will sit there and not eat it, and then they'll... they'll I'll get, eat the marshmallow. Yeah, <laughs> they'll, uh, they'll get, you know... The, the reward and what they did was then they tracked those kids as they grew older and they found that the kids who were able to put off put off the reward until they until the person came back actually were, were more quote unquote successful in life they were because they were able to 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 put off those short-term pleasures for the long-term gains um, and so and that again is where our why comes in and so here's uh, we're going to talk about how we do that first but actually <laughs> so we've got to be completely sold out. That's that's what our yeah. our why <laughs> is all about is uh, being committed, um, being committed to, to whatever we're doing. Um, that, that why your why is commitment. That that's exactly what it is in a nutshell. Uh, Philippians three thirteen through fourteen says, "No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it." And so that's that's one of these things. We're pursuing something. Are you pursuing a better marriage? Are you pursuing a better career? Better finances? Um, pursuing uh, you know recovery um, and uh, freedom from addiction so near no dear brothers and sisters I haven't achieved it so we're pursuing it but I focus on one thing forgetting the past so we've got to deal with that and that goes back to that relationship with Christ forgetting the past looking forward to what lies ahead I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Um, and so when we put life into that context, that, that it is a race, here's the thing, we have a very definitive um, beginning, that was your birth. Um, you're gonna have a very definitive closing, that's your death. Um, and then you're gonna move on to, to an afterlife. And so we have to first put our life in that context of, of this is what we're doing. Like, we're this isn't um, without reason that there's, there's, there's purpose 
for us being here. There's purpose behind what we're doing. So begin to understand that. Um, with that purpose, we've got to look for those core motivations to, to finish well. Um, I mean, if there was nothing beyond this, first and foremost, um, well, why not see how many um, immoral sexual triumphs I can have in life and, and how drunk I can get at, at different parties or how much money I can make and, and, and all of those things. But we put it in the context of, of God has, has placed us here to run a, a race and, and we're running for that, that heavenly prize. And so that's kind of like our first initial why that helps us to be sold out, that, that I know that this is my life and that there's something at the end I'm pursuing. Um, that's eternal life, um, the promise of, of heaven. Um, but even in between that, you know, I'm also pursuing a life like Christ um, that that I want to, to look like Jesus I, um, in, in my demeanor, the way I interact with people, what I say, what I do. Um, I want to have a healthy marriage as I'm pursuing this, that all these things play in. Um, and so as we're moving forward, we have to get clarity um, on our why, that we have to be extremely clear on what what it is, why we're doing it. Um, you know, there's, there's all sorts of reasons for my marriage um, and wanting to have a good marriage. Um, and, and those motivations sometimes change. Currently, one of my biggest ones is being an example to my children. And that's good for the short term, but one day they're gonna move out. And so if my, my primary motivation for my marriage is just my kids, um, and, and it's okay that that's an element of it right now, it helps keep me focused and it helps keep me motivated, um, but that can't be the only thing, that we need to have clarity on what they are, why we have them. Again, when we went back to addiction, um, doing it for somebody else is insufficient. Um, doing it for my children is insufficient. Again, one day they're, they're gonna leave me. And if I was only sober for them, well, what the heck happens when they move out? That, that we've got to be incredibly clear on our why and find motivation, not just for the moment, but for the long term. Um, and so it can't just be, you know, I'm doing this because it makes me feel bad. Like Caleb said earlier, that, that it has to be, man, I'm doing this. One of my biggest motivations is man, because of what Christ has done for me. You know, when we completely sell out to the fact that, that God did send his son so that we could be set free, that that's a huge motivation for me. If God did that for me uh, as a result of my salvation, even though I can't earn salvation, but salvation in and of itself and, and freedom from my past is a, is a core motivation for me to change and do better. It's not the only one, but it is one. And so getting clarity on all these things, you know, getting an idea how my struggle is impacting me and, and affecting me. I know um, when I was, again, <laughs> getting rid of substance abuse, what Christ had done for me was one. Um, finances short term was one um, that I started calculating how much money I was spending. Um, I, I started tallying the impact that it had on relationships with my family, with, with my children, that you got to stack the deck <laughs> in your favor. Um, you know, as many things as I get, I'm just, I was piling them on. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? What are all these things? Um, however many you can get, the more the better. Maybe, I hope you lose track of how many whys you have for selling out to life change because that's what being completely sold out is, that, that it's, it's unwavering. You need to be unwavering in your pursuit. So as many things as you can put in your corner um, to, to motivate you in those times where it's difficult because it'll be difficult, those times when you struggle because you're going to struggle, um, that we need to get as many as we can um, in, in our corner. And so not only the negative 
impacts of, of this is what it's costing me, but what do I have to gain? Um, better relationship with my kids. Not only is it costing me with my children and with my family, um, but I could gain these um, these relationships, whether it's friendships, better life with a spouse, better life with kids. Not only is it costing me money, but maybe that vacation I haven't been able to take. You know, maybe that's something I can save and work towards or or retirement. I mean, and so we need to look at the cost, but we need to look at the gain as well. Um, you know, mentally, um, that was a huge motivation for me. That um, I was like, man, I don't I don't want to be this sixty year old addict that that can hardly string his sentence together. Um, that wasn't very appealing to me. And so it was a motivation of, man, I want to get my mind back. Um, I want to get my thoughts back. I want to, I want to get my life back. Um, and, and I want, I want to, I want to feel intelligent. I don't care if anybody thinks I'm intelligent. Everybody can think I'm a stupid redneck, but I want to know that, that I can put a sentence together in 40 years or 30 years or 10 years or whatever it is. And so we need to, to get wise on both sides of this really. Yeah. So, so let's talk about the kind of the process. Like for you, if you're listening and you're like, okay, so if I'm going to sit down with a piece of paper and write my why out, how do I do this? So, so the way to, to really do it is, is, is you ask yourself why, and that, I know that sounds kind of stupid, but bear with me here. So, so let's use an example. So, um, you know, a lot of people probably relate to this. Like you, you know, you decided sometime in your life to, you want to go on a diet because, um, you know, maybe you saw a picture of yourself and you weren't happy with the way you looked, or maybe you, you realized that, you know, your clothes are shrinking while they're hanging in your closet and who knows why that happens, but it happens to me. <laughs> it's like, I put these pants on, they fit the other day, but now they don't. It's happening to me currently. Yeah. So, so all of a sudden, you know, you, it, so you, you feel, you feel bad about that, right? You, you're like, man, this, this sucks. What a, you know, these pants, like, so they fit, uh, they don't fit. And so kind of what we, that, that lower superficial level is, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to diet because I want to lose weight because I feel bad about how I looked in that picture or how my clothes fit. Well, you could always go buy, you know, clothes that fit, right? I mean, if, yeah. if saying my clothes don't fit is your motivation, that's a pretty weak motivator because again, you could just go get new clothes. I mean, I can, I can go from an XL to 2XL, problem solved, my clothes fit now. Um, so, so you have to say, well, what about that makes me feel bad? What, why do I feel bad that my clothes don't fit? Well, because I know physically I'm losing, you know, I'm losing control. I don't have, I don't have control over my food. Well, why is that bad? Well, because, you know, if I start to gain weight, then my, you know, I'm not going to be able to, you know, move around as well as I would like to. Um, I'm not going to be able to play with my kids the way I would like to. Um, you know, well, well, what does that matter? Well, because that's important, you know, that's an important thing to me. That's something I value. And that's, you know, and you keep asking yourself why. And as you, as you can hear, as you ask yourself that question, the, the, the weight of the answer becomes more, no pun intended there, but, um, you know, like you went from, I just, I don't like the way my clothes feel to like, I value my kids and my relationship with them. And, I want to be around when they get older and I want to be able to do things with them as they grow older. And I want to, you know, I want to be able to enjoy my life as I get older. And, and so, so that's the negative side, like Aaron was talking about, we, you know, and that's where a lot of people go is they focus on the negative side, but not only do we focus on the negative side, but we also got to talk about the positive side. So you got to go, what's the, what's the other side of this coin? So if I, if I, um, 
control my, you know, if I, if I eat right and I start to exercise, I'm going to have more energy when I'm older. I'm going to, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm going to be able to go on all the rides at universal because I'm not going to exceed the, you know, the <laughs> thing, the bar or whatever. Like it's not going to cut off the circulation of my legs. Um, you know, I'm going to be able to travel when I'm older. I'm going to be able to enjoy my retirement. I, I'm not going to, you know, hopefully die of a heart attack at the age of 40. You know, those the positive of the the things that you can do if you give up this struggle you know if like Aaron was talking about you know if it's if it's a chemical dependency you know mentally I'm gonna be able to function better um, physically I'm gonna obviously be able to function better uh, relationally you know how is your relationships being damaged and what how would they benefit if you were more present um, because you're not you know you're you're your body's not being suppressed by whatever it is you're struggling with, you know? Like, are you gonna be more present for your kids? Are you gonna be more present for your spouse? Are you gonna be more present for your friends? Um, those kinds of things, you gotta look at, like I said, so you write down all those negative things, you kinda, like I said, you go up, go up the level, ask yourself why, why is this important to me? Why is this important to me? Why is this important to me? And you start writing those things out from the negative side. Then you go, Okay, what, what's important about on this positive side? And you write that stuff out and you start to, you write those things out and you, you create kind of the future for yourself. What is it that I want to get out of life? Man, God, um, God made us with so much potential and, and we, we are so, you know, especially with today's world, because we're so many distractions, so many different ways to entertain ourselves and keep ourselves in that short term pleasure moment that we that we we go to the grave without experiencing you know so much of what our, we're capable of doing and you know creating a why of like man i want to get the most out of my life that i i can i know for me growing up i was um uh i was real overweight as a kid um which turned me into very a very critical person and and but it also made it a very competitive person i wanted to always win but I wanted to win and beat people because I wanted to be better than them because, you know, from being insulted all the time, I was like, I'm going to show you. And so I, I came out of a place of anger, which is a great motivator, but it's not good for your soul to always be angry all the time and always wanting to do that. And I've slowly made the transition to, I just want to see what I can do. You know, I always want to you know, try my best and, and, you know, improve myself physically, which is always still a struggle for me, but, you know, mentally, what can I do? And, you know, I uh, like to play music and what can I do with that? And what can I do with, you know, these things? I'm trying to live out the potential that God has given me. And that's, that's such a better compelling future than just, I'm going to show you, you know, that's, that's such a limiting idea to have. And so, um, write out all those things, write out your why, what does your future look like if you give up this struggle? in the areas of you know mentally physically relationally financially spiritually how does your life improve how does it what are the negative sides in those different areas um, and that's something that you're going to write out and you're going to you know and you're going to just uh commit that thing to memory yeah um so i mean i just can't can't stress how important it is to have that picture that vision of the life you want um it's uh, really goes back to to beginning with the end in mind you know where are you going um I, I would never travel across country without a destination um like you need to know where you're going um so write it out um and and identify how your life would improve i had a picture of what i was shooting for um and, and 
all of uh, all of my recovery. You know, um, there was even people um, and aspects of their life that I identified, and I said that that I like that. I want I want a marriage like that. I want I want to walk with God like that. And um, and though I didn't want to be them, obviously we need to maintain our individuality. Um, there was still things that that gave me a picture because I struggled to create one in my mind. I didn't have great examples of this around me, so I found those examples to help me um, get that guidance in that direction. Um, so I had something to move towards. Um, and then don't lose sight of it. Um, this case, like read it daily. Um, I, I, meditate on it think about it um i still do this with all sorts of things where am i going i need i need to know where i'm going i'm, I'm goal oriented um and it's helped me through recovery and i think we were created to be goal oriented really and and so um read it daily meditate on it so that you don't lose sight of where you're going and why you're heading there um and then you know have that that compelling future put all the pieces together this is my why here this is my why here what am i creating what am i building why am i doing it um and and uh <laughs> what's it all for first corinthians 10 13 um, says this, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. Um, that's pretty sobering. Uh, I don't know about you, but I always, uh, always felt like, you know, the things that I went through are just incredibly unique and nobody would understand. Um, but God's word just reminds us that, um, hey, listen, people have been around, around a long time. Um, and the, the really hard truth is what you're going through. Um, other people have probably had significantly more pain. Um, and God is faithful. So the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience, and God is faithful. And it's such a beautiful statement. Um, um, that's, that's unwavering, that, that God is always there. Um, God, um, he's not going to let you down. Um, he's not the dad that walked out on you, the mom that abused you, any of those types of things. That, that God is faithful. God is good. And it says he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. Um, I do want to point out that that's with Christ, which again, that's why it's so important to, to fully walk out that commitment of recognizing Christ as your higher power because he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. That, that's when you've made him Lord and you're walking out relationship with him. Again, on our own strength, under our own power, we fail. Um, but when you are tempted, he will show you a way out. Um, so that you can endure, that, that God will help give us the tools, the resources. And you can pray to God and you can seek your why and he's going to bring things to the forefront of your mind um, to help you because the truth of the matter is that, that that's God's desire for you. It's not to, to be trapped in temptation. It's not to be um, behind the wall of your strongholds. It's not to suffer. It's not to experience pain. Um, all of these terrible things are not by God's design. They're by, they're by ours, essentially, that through the deception of the enemy that we've bought into this. And the whole time God's like, I've had something better for you. Stop. Stop. Let me show you. Let me help. Let me fix this. And so then it's our our choice now to, to be motivated towards that. Um, so when you are tempted, he will show you a way out. Because again, that's God's desire is for you to experience freedom from the things that the enemy has used to trap you. Um, and then to, to lead you through that, that everlasting life to eternity with him. Um, that God wants to journey with you through that. That God wants to be there um, with you in, in all of that so that you can... Um, so that you can live a good life 
um, and so that you can live a life that glorifies him and that honors him and, and live a life that ultimately leads to eternity with him. Yeah, one of the, the practical ways you can put that, that verse into, into action is, is um, you know, I was talking about you, you write out your why, you write out all those things, you know, and I, and I would encourage you to do it in kind of like in a narrative form, like if you were to go in five years, what does five years, look, you know, what does my life look like if I've given up this this struggle? And you, and you write, write out almost a story of, man, this is what I'm doing with my day and this is what I'm doing with my time. And you write out, like I said, a kind of a compelling future for yourself. But then what you do is you take those things, some of those highlights, and you maybe maybe jot down in your phone like a little bullet point note of, of the highlights of that of your why or you know write it down on a little piece of paper keep it in your wallet or your purse or wherever somewhere where it's easily accessible and so then um like the verses when t when temptations do come I mean, you take that thing out, you pull up that note on your phone or pull out that paper and you read before you indulge in whatever it is you're struggling with. You read that and you say, okay, is it, is it worth it? Is it worth it right now? Look at this, what I've, what I could, you know, what I've got in my future is, is doing this thing now worth giving up all that stuff for. And you use that right in the moment to um, motivate you away from, from what, it, from falling back into whatever that habit is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as always, uh, we just want to remind you that, that everything that we talk about, um, it, is, it is centered around uh, relationship with Christ. Um, if you join us and you're like, man, I'm not bought in, I'm not a believer, hey, um, we get that too. We're all in different places. I was once in your position. Um, but man, take what you can from this. Um, obviously, our hope, our desire, our prayer is that, that you would um, come into relationship with Christ. But if you're just not there, um, take any of the tools or any of the resources you can from this. There's stuff here for you too. Um, but, but ultimately, um, we want you to begin to just walk this out, begin to discover that why. Again, our action item is um, to understand that to overcome whatever your struggle is, whatever your stronghold is, um, whatever it, whatever's going on in your life, that we have to completely buy in to change in our life, and that is through our whys. Uh, if you have any questions about this content, um, about what a why is, or uh, getting your hands on any of our material, I want to encourage you to email us. You can email us at info at cedarpoint.church. Again, that's info at cedarpoint.church, or you can email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at cedarpoint.church. Uh, we'd love to answer any questions, walk with you, journey with you, um, and just do our best to get any resources you need in your hands. Um, and man, we're, just, we're grateful for just the time that you've given us today. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll uh, be back right here, or be right back here with us next week.